The FujiCast is an independent loading zone production. Kev, how are you feeling about the uh, the four hundred thousand in a row that you have coming up in? I think it's September, isn't it? You've you've got August off, August off, and then you get into September and bang, straight away, you've got four in a row, haven't you? Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> 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 I, I know that you want to be back shooting weddings, but four in a row is a challenge. And before anybody says, oh, yeah, you should get a real job, um, then uh, it, it is it is mentally and physically quite a challenge, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it is, absolutely. Uh, not not so much the uh, the actual shooting of the weddings, I don't think. I can, you know, that that's fine. It's the it's the logistics of getting between them. Mm. Um, that's, that's usually a bit of a challenge. But, uh, yeah, no, it'll be all right. Well, you know. uh, well let it, me give you a story of logistics. Yesterday I, I was doing a wedding. It was the last of, not, not quite three in a row. I had a, a, a day off in between, but... This chap, Jay, the videographer, who's also a photographer, so he's a, he, he can do both, but never at the same time. He um, he lives in Oxfordshire, and I was doing a wedding in Wazing. So for those that live outside the country or, or don't even know the geography of your own country, um, then then roughly that's a... Well, I worked it out. It was about... Hop, skip and a jump was about 36 miles. That was it. So he travels 36 miles yesterday to work at Wazing. Fine. Finished at midnight. We both did. He went back up to his home, another 36 miles, for three hours sleep before heading out to the next jaunt, which is 292 miles, five hours, to South Shields. That's 364 miles so far. I know, Kev, that you would be quaking at this stage, wouldn't you? Because you like to go at least a day early. But no, he couldn't. He couldn't. He had to be there for 10.30 in the morning to do his prep. So I said, well, how are you going to do that? He said, well, I will just, I'll drive and then I'll, I'll stop at six for a bit of brekkie and an hour to 90 minutes sleep. Right, after his, so that's his second one, is South Shields. Across to Manchester for the next day, so this is his third in a row, 172 miles for the next one. About, about three hours drive-ish, another early start. And then Manchester, I said, well, tell me you're fourth in a row. Tell me you're not going to the Isle of Wight, which in UK terms, well, um, it, it is, it, it's the furthest south you could probably go from that point, isn't it? Yeah. He said, close-ish, West Sussex. Oh. 249 miles, four hours 30 for an early start, full day wedding, right up to midnight. I, I, I don't know why he's doing <laughs> that that way. If it was me, I've done, I've done things like that before. Not, I don't think I've done four like that, but I've done three. And I, I always drive from, from one job, I'll drive like halfway or something and book a hotel. I just think it's the time is finishing, Kevin, backing up cards and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm. I mean, that, that's the best part of 900 miles. Limited time to recharge himself, let alone his batteries. Yeah, that's a challenge. That is a challenge. Is it doable, Look. Kev? Can we still do it at our age? Yeah, you can always do it. You always do it. Like, nothing ever is undoable. Not doable. Not doable. Not doable. Unnotable. You've had plenty of sleep and you can't even say the word. The Fuji cast. No chance at all, Kev. But it, uh, that's a tough one. I mean, when, when we have... Um, uh, when Tesla eventually do have a car that properly drives itself, and I don't mean on small stretches of, of highway or motorway, then maybe that's possible, Kev. Well, uh, we, we're all going to have to retire by 2030 because the, the government are going to make us have electric cars, which only go about 15 miles. So, <laughs> oh, Kev, no. Like, there's nowhere I can plug mine in. i got nowhere. Like, there'll be cables all over the place on Gloucester Road. <laughs> Oh yeah, your road is not exactly built for it, is it? No. Well, there's a good there, there's a good reason to go across to the pub just up the road. They'll, they'll have ca- uh, cable charging cables just outside there, won't they? Yeah, I can probably get as far as your house, hey. and I have to stop at yours and charge, and then. Go
go to somebody else's house and stop Ke- and Kev, charge. It's not, it's not the 1800s. You can now drive a little bit further than that. There are some sort of good, good ranges in there, 400 odd miles here and there. You're not going to get 900 miles out of it. That's no, for sure. No, you'd have to recharge at some stage, obviously. They're going to have to deal with it. They're going to have to. What they're going to have to do is put electric, oh, like um, scale electrics charging in the motorways. <laughs> when you drive, you charge. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'm serious. I'm serious. Oh, That's right. the only way they're going to be able to do this. Well, welcome to the car um, episode of Fuji Cars this week. Um, you and your questions from our electronic mailbag, and of course, also through the Fuji Cars private Facebook group, which I think has been a bit busier this week. That you're. Uh, you're welcome to become a part of, or you can send your questions in because that's what this show's all about. To click at fujicast.co.uk. Kev's book of the week this week. What do we have, Kev? I've got a gift book. It's been sent to us. Oh, um, us. And it's, us, by, it's us. by Chris Floyd. Remember Chris Floyd? No way. Yeah, it's uh, it's called The Verve, and you can have a guess what it's about. Is it about music by any chance? Yeah, it's about The Verve. <laughs> I thought it might be. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did cool, he send actually. it to you personally? No, it came from Simon Berry, who is a oh, listener of the show. But he, uh, yeah, he sent it. I'll read out the note when we get to the point. Um, but yeah, very, very, very cool book. I'm very yeah. kind of him. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Well, fu- funnily enough, um, I'm he's a guest on the other podcast in very shortly. We've had him on this show before. Who, Simon Berry? No, 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 no. Well, <laughs> Simon Berry would be welcome, but. But, uh, no, Chris Floyd, yeah. Yeah, we have we had him, yeah. like, early days. He's a nice chap. He, he's Oxfordshire-based, isn't he? I think, Chris Floyd. Am I right? Or is he London-based now? Pass. Don't know. Mm. Well, okay. Probably too far away to get to in an electric car. <laughs> well, today, um, it's summertime, in, in the Northern Hemisphere anyway, and we've rolled out a few archive guests for, for August, and a new season of guests starts again in autumn or the fall, as uh, other people call it and today we have mandy burton who was a, a real favorite talking about finding her confidence to, to make pictures of absolute strangers and i think coming out of this this sort of period that's you know it's all about all about confidence and stuff at the moment isn't it kev yeah um, yeah definitely it's uh so, it's been a bit a bit rocky for people who's going with the first question you or me uh, i'll go first and as usual yeah. i will start with the most recent question in the group which was 56 minutes ago and it was from john kelly actually this is a question we've had several times and i think it was sent in via email during the week as well separately the question is hi guys as far as i can tell leica are the only manufacturer to make a black and white specific camera with the monochromes uh would or have fujifilm considered a monochrome only version of their bodies i for one would buy it and i think that they could do very successfully uh, tap into that market share your thoughts please keep up the great show and all of the best if we had a penny for every single time this question was asked we'd have five pound 47 by now uh we would indeed mm. so um the, the answer there's, there's two points to this question um have Fujifilm ever considered it and would they do it and the answer to part a is yes and the answer to part b is probably not uh, i know they've considered it i know there's been discussions um i've i've had discussions with people about it and i think uh you know like a like a make a very very good camera black and white camera i've seen the images yeah. from there and it's not just a simple case of uh you know just in, using the same sensor and just forcing it to be black and white it's a proper individual sensor um now as we know um, sony make fujifilm sensors and as far as i'm aware they don't make the sensors for leica so it would be it's quite a, a huge huge um project for them i whether there would be enough market share for them is a very very challenging question and obviously the r&d involved and then the production of such a thing is a big big gamble um you know i've often dreamt 
that they might do like a uh, limited edition. In my heart, I really wanted them to do a limited edition Monochrome X100 for the 10-year anniversary, but that, that's been and gone, so and they never did it. Um, so, yeah, I doubt it is the answer. would love to see it myself. What's the difference between, in, in uh, Fuji language, a probably not and we shall, we shall consider? What, what, what's more DEFCON? What, what's, what's more kind of, what's less likely? The we shall consider or probably not? Well, if you get a we shall consider, that's, that's a verbal no. Is it? All right. If you just get a uh, finger to the lips and a hmm and a, and a nodding of the head. That's we thought of this already. That's a, yeah, we've, you know, we've been down this route before. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, one I, I remember, Kev, and I wasn't sure whether to make the mileage thing something we talked about at the start or, or, or the clothing thing. And I don't think Jay will listen because he's a Sony user. Although we always say all brands welcome. And, of course, Steve Vaughan, he's a Sony user. And he plays golf. And he <laughs> Good God. You didn't cause as much trouble with that last week as I thought you might. <laughs> I was quite surprised by the comments, actually. <laughs> It seems quite a lot of people agree with you that golf yeah. is, is is not the most stunning way to spend an afternoon. Although Let's we, move on, move on. Yeah, move move on. on. So Jay, who uh, this videographer that I, I worked with yesterday, really nice chap, got on really well with him actually. And but when I turned up, I was a bit I was a bit taken aback. First of all, Jay stuck out his hand to shake my hand. Now I haven't. I I just I know Kev. What are we doing at the moment? Are we now shaking hands and then secretly uh. turning around and and sort of spraying ourselves down with as, as much industrial um, strength cleaner in, on our hands as we can? Or what? How do we do this now, Kev? Because people are doing it more, and I'm confused. I've been shaking hands only if they offer me their hand. Yeah. I think it's happened like three or four times. Have we gone past the shaking hands is is out thing now? Yeah, I think as long as you know, yeah, if they look clean. That's, that's basically it. Well, Jay, look, Jay looked look like bit, he washed himself, yeah. They look a bit scabby around the edges. I probably wouldn't do it. I wouldn't, whether COVID was on or not, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but then I, I was hugged by a wedding guest as well. What are we doing there, Kev? Are we hugging or not? Well, what are you doing hugging wedding guests? That's the main question. Does Sam know about this? <laughs> well, I, now I knew her. It was fine. I'd, oh, right. uh, I've known her for... She's a, a broadcaster friend of old. And I almost covered her wedding when she got married to her wife. But... Um, but uh, they they chose somebody else, and it was always a kind of a oh well, don't don't mention the war thing. But it's okay now. That was eight years ago. But she <laughs> she was at this wedding. And she said, "Oh, how, how are you doing?" We had the big big hug, and then as I was halfway through the hug, I thought, "Shall I pull away? What's going on, Kev? How do we do it?" Well, I wasn't saying it to you at the time, but I was wondering. No, well, you just got you can't you can't live forever like this. I, I mean, I got pinged. I got pinged by my app. I had to I spend yeah. three days in in house prison. Gemma said, "Oh, you can mow the lawn." I was like, "No way." Yeah, of course, you can mow the lawn. No, I can't. Not lay down the house. No, yeah, you frankly, you can wash, can no, wash out, none of that. You use that as a massive excuse, and you know no, it. You sat on your backside. And also, and you on my app, it said yeah. you must not do any washing up because it, <laughs> that's a surefire way of moving. COVID you played around the house. chess on your phone for three days. Admit it. it. <laughs> I didn't play chess on my phone for three days. I've watched a lot of chess on the internet. (laughs) What's the difference, by the way, between watching chess and playing golf, by the way, Kev? Oh, no, (laughs) chess is really exciting, especially blitz chess. Really exciting. And it's over in, like, what, if you watch a five-minute blitz game, it can be over in about 80 seconds. It's brilliant. I did watch one of those with you once, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, uh, so this chap that I was working with yesterday. So um, the handshaking and the hugging, we've gone past that bit. Now, uh, dress code for when you're working professionally as a photographer. Now, I turn up looking a bit like Columbo, granted. I have one pair of trousers that currently fit me well. 
Everything else is like target trousers right now. Jay was in a Hawaiian shirt, shorts and white pumps. Posh pumps, but white pumps. Well, each of their own, isn't it? I I wouldn't go if I went in a Hawaiian shirt. I'd look like a well, I'd look like a pineapple. So <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. But you know, it's up to them, well, isn't it? I guess. Later on, when I was a bit, you know, I'd, I'd I'd known Jay then for about eight hours. Eight hours later, I said to him, Jay, I've got to ask the Hawaiian shirt and the short stuff. What's all that, What's all that about? And he said it makes people smile. And he says it make, that makes my job easier. And I thought that was a really good answer. Yeah, it is a really good answer. Yeah. Right. I think there's easier ways to make people smile, though, in fairness. Are there? Yeah. What, what are Kev's top tips for making people smile? Well, smile at them. <laughs> well, you would waste one of your 36 in a month. I I've been having my teeth whitened. I've no. Thing. Yeah. No, Kev, thing. no. I, I went to the dentist oh. yeah, a few weeks ago. Right. And uh, she did a um, uh, what's a majiggy, you know, a, a um, bleach them. No, she did a, an X-ray because you know it'd been like because of COVID, I hadn't been. I normally go to the dentist every six months, I haven't been for like a year. So she did an X-ray. And she said oh, everything's fine, you know, yeah. blah blah blah. And jokingly, she said to me, "Is that you know any other problems?" I said, "No, apart from I'd like pearly whites like yours." Oh. And she jumped on that like a like a rabbit, you know, down a hole. She went, "Oh, well, we can do that. Um, I, I've got ten minutes. I can take a mold of your teeth, send it off, and it comes back." and you get all these chemicals and you squeeze it in and so i thought oh, okay well, i'll do it you know got the wedding coming up and all that of course so, yeah because she was thinking 200 quid please mullins <laughs> exactly yeah that's exactly how much it was as well <laughs> 200 it? quid. Okay. and um and she goes although in fairness to that uh, you know I, i'm very lucky i'm still i managed to get in an nhs dentist so if i ever have anything done it's really cheap i had root canal done about four years ago it cost me 42 quid uh so i got this quid. thing my teeth came back yeah. in a little plastic <laughs> container and i'm looking at these these uh things thinking is that really the shape of my teeth that's awful <laughs> so you put you squeeze this cream into it and then you have to sleep with this this it's basically a mouth shield overnight oh. and uh, it comes with three tubes and you have to squeeze it in a little bit in in each tooth and it's, it's meant to last 14 days yeah but being a bloke i didn't read the instructions did i so i didn't put the little the little squeezy thing on the end of right. the first one so yeah. i pressed pressed the plunger and it all squirted out the first tube you didn't put the whole lot in no yeah all oh. of my hands everywhere it was oh. horrible so i haven't really got enough of it but you know i've been <laughs> i've been going to bed joe was like here comes jaws <laughs> oh no oh <laughs> all right oh then oh, give me a kiss good night <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um it works though what price vanity eh, kev eh? yeah i know well i mean you know you gotta try and do your bit for the uh for your teeth haven't you you have <laughs> put horrible chemicals on them hi kev hi neil for fear of neil saying the words this is a long question strap yourselves in i'm keeping this purposefully short you may have talked about this before we're going to start out with two two questions that we've talked out uh, talked about before but after a year and a half nearly of your worlds being turned upside down photographically, if you could move into another genre now, what would that be? All the best, Dennis Batchelor. There we go. That was it. That was short and sweet. Dennis, you're right. If you could choose anything, Kev, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you just start straight away with it. No training, no sort of gradually easing your way. And it's that kind of like, oh, here comes Kev, the ex-photographer. Well, not ex, because you are an ex-photographer, as in ambassador x it is very i know it's very confusing oh no i know um here comes kev the y photographer so what what would you choose i don't know i've always quite fancied being a a, a um traveling photographer with a band with a band the idea of that oh. yeah you know like um 
not 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 a music photographer as such, but like the behind the, the scenes that goes with them on the stuff. bus and yeah. you know in the in the in the rooms and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, behind the scenes stuff. Someone like a Harry Benson who uh, a little, who, well, a little who bit like Chris Floyd that we're going to talk about. Chris Floyd, yeah, but 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 also <laughs> Harry Benson, of course, with his Beatles stuff. Oh, there's loads of them. Yeah, Mick yeah. Rock. Load, yeah, loads. Um, yeah, like that. I think I'd like to do that, but of course. You know, I wouldn't particularly like the uh, the time away. It's the kind of thing you you know you, you if you were like young and, and didn't have a family and all that kind of stuff. How would you cope with um, the peer pressure, Kev? Of the um, of the uh, how do I say this? The the extreme partying. Oh, I can extreme party with the best of them, but I wouldn't I wouldn't stick anything horrible in my body. Right. <laughs> if that's what you're getting at. Yeah, that was sort of what I was getting at in a kind of round, nah, roundabout I, I fashion. I'm, no, I, you know, I, I, no. Uh, that wouldn't, that would not bother me whatsoever. But, and I also wouldn't particularly want to do it with anybody who was doing that anyway, you know. Well, yeah, but I'd no, rather, uh, I'd, I'd like yeah. to be a clean band photographer. Oh, well. <laughs> Here comes choose. Kev, the, the, uh, the touring uh, photographer for the Salvation Army Band. <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah yeah although i've seen some of them behind the band no no kev yeah. no don't say that's, that's, that's not that's <laughs> before you get us in trouble with the salvation army and the golfing fraternity god you do pick your battles <laughs> um yeah that would be really interesting wouldn't it yeah, yeah. i think that that's what i'd like to do yeah um but yeah what about you i think i'd choose some the trouble is this would not be paid i, I mean this typical me choosing the one thing that doesn't pay you um ngo photography Sort of, um, mm. sort of work, working on all those, I, th- I think it's fascinating. Those the water aid projects and the building the schools and that that kind of thing would um, not just in, on the African continent, which is where I think people normally think about the NGO photography of those those kind of projects, but all over Kev. That all sounds good as well. Yeah, doesn't well, do, sound anywhere near as much fun as mine though. <laughs> well, well, no, I'd, may, may, maybe not in entertainment terms, yeah. but no, I think in. In terms of sort of going to bed thinking, wow, I've, I've, I've recorded this story and hopefully this will help more people support it. I'd like to do that sort of stuff. That would be my sort of lottery win thing, I suppose. Yeah, I'd like to. I'm going to go with a band and show off my teeth. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> You'll look like little Jimmy Osmond. That's right, yeah. <laughs> You pretty whites. Right, go on, your question. Well, actually, uh, it's one from Scott Johnson, who is a fellow ex-photographer. Oh, right. Um, and, and I'm reading this because it's very similar to, to uh, the, the thing you just said about Jay. Uh, question for the show. Have either of you had disastrous journey to a wedding? Uh, and he goes on to tell me his disastrous journey on the oh, Facebook group. This, so last Saturday... Yeah, he, he, ah, yes, I saw his pictures from this. On my way yeah. from uh, Essex... Yeah. To my venue on the Isle of Sheppey in Kent, yep. a front tyre on my T5. What's a T5? Is that a BMW? Uh, no, that's a, a VW van, isn't it? Isn't that one of those really cool camper ones? Oh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. That's one of those things that always breaks down. No, not the camper vans. No, oh, the, the new thought... VWs are, are amazing. No, I mean some of the old the old Beetle vans. You often see not Beetle vans. The old the old really old um, the really old VW vans. Anyway, you 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 do often see those on your on your journeys. Mm. With people sort of, but but never people never look angry when they've when they're broken down in one of those because the sort of people that buy those are oh, that's all right we'll spend three hours we'll just have a cup of tea wait for the AA yeah um, anyway his T five he blew a, he says he blew a tire at seventy miles an hour on oh. the A two four nine right uh, on my way to bridal prep now Scott I've done a little bit of research and then I think that you'll find that it's fifty miles an hour on most of the A two four nine so <laughs> okay. Oh, Anyway, no hard shoulder, no lay-by. 
it's too dangerous to change on the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, so we called the AA to help move them to a safer place. Um, then the wonderful folk in the Kent police turned up and closed the lane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when they arrived, uh, the nuts holding the spare on were, were totally seized, meaning I couldn't change my tyre, which was a nightmare. Oh, they managed to repair the tyre on the road with a plug, uh, but said you got about 100 miles with this at no more than 50 miles an hour. <laughs> 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 uh, I said I had 10 miles uh, to my venue and 75 miles drive home. So needless to say, it was a long, slow drive home yeah. that night, followed by a gentleman's measure of single malt. Um, he did the job, obviously, got there in time and everything else like that. So, um, yeah, a, that, that's that's kind of typical. What's a gentleman's measure of single malt? Was that half the bottle? Or? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably a big one. It's probably not allowed to say gentleman's measure anymore, are you? No. Probably has to be person's measure. Um, yeah. Anyway, whatever. But, yes, so... Um, I've not had anything. I did a wedding. Uh, I think it was the second one back after the the lockdowns, and uh, and this is the reason why I don't leave it so close. So yeah. I I was my wedding was in Brighton, which yeah. actually is um, well, it was just North Brighton in the in the downs, and uh, it was that weekend we had blisteringly hot weather. Do you remember thirty degrees? And uh, I went to, uh, it's an hour, it's probably about an hour and 40 minutes drive, which is, you know, maybe a little longer. But anyway, normally, in my my mind, generally, I think if it's less than two hours drive and it's not an early start, then I'll go in the morning. But I always make sure I give myself like three hours grace to get there three hours early. Anyway, got on the M4. I decided to go on the Friday afternoon instead because I just didn't, you know, second wedding back, didn't risk it, didn't want to risk it or any of that kind of stuff. Got on the M4 and literally about eight, Eight vehicles in front of me was a, a lorry that just exploded. Boom. Oh, this, yeah, Boom. yeah, yeah. Um, and I spent then five hours in blistering heat in the middle of the M4. Was that the one where people were playing cricket or something on the other carriageway? <laughs> yeah, they, they closed they, they all got the carriages. Tr- they there got in trouble with the cricket. police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw these two boys walking up. Um, they just came from nowhere. They, I don't know where they'd come from, but they walked up with a hard shoulder yeah. um, with a crate of cider in their hands, swigging from that. Um, there was a woman, the woman in the car next to me was Russian and, uh, you know, we all had our windows down and everything because you can't run your engines and keep the air conditioning on. No. Uh, so, um, she spent the entire five hours speaking very loudly to somebody in Russian on her phone. Oh, that's how you knew she was um, Russian, right? Okay. Yeah. So I now know the Russian for fucking traffic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she, uh, she, so that I had that going on and then, uh, yeah, I was watching the, it was quite a good game of cricket on the other side actually. And then we moved. And so, yeah, I went, uh, took me probably eight hours to do an hour and 40 minute I journey. Was, I was at a wedding, wasn't I? We were texting. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. I managed to finish a wedding before you'd even, before you'd even got there or something close to that anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, my mate, uh, well, Cone, Coney Wayne, we call him now because he's he's in charge of cones for the Highway Commission. Right. Oh God, uh, Coney Wayne's in charge of cones, right. and so he's got access to all of the highway stuff. And he was messaging me saying, "Oh God, this is not looking good for you, Kev." <laughs> and at one point, he said, "Oh, good news! They've just opened the eastbound carriage." I was like, "Yeah, that's brilliant. I'm going west." <laughs> Right, we've got time for a quickie from the uh, Facebook before we go into into uh, our interview. Okay, so this is Daryl Walters, and he says, uh, my mum has just recently passed, uh, so sorry oh, for that, Daryl. Um, and with the sorting of her personal belongings, I came across hundreds of photographs of her and her family from the 40s to modern oh, day. Wow. Uh, yeah, in memory of her, I would like to digitise these, but you would bet. like to ask you, please, what is the best way forward? 
Is it just as easy to photograph them with my X100V or look at a scanner? If you think a scanner would be able to offer any advice on the particular scanner, perhaps minimum specs to be considered. Um, perhaps with some of the old black and white images and those from the 60s, 70s, 80s are not looking pin sharp, no. uh, but I may not like to lose uh, any more detail if possible. Many thanks in advance. I can't remember the scanner I used, and, and, and by the way, what, what a project that will be. And it won't, won't always be the easiest project to do, of course, because these are going to bring back all sorts of memories, and well, wonderful memories as well. Mm. But I scanned in uh, a load of stuff from my, uh, my late mother and father's uh, books and stuff that they'd had, pictures that had become damaged that I, I could convert to, to black and white, and actually they looked half decent again. Mm. I, I, can't rem- I, I can't remember using a particularly expensive or or purpose-built scanner for that i just yeah i mean you can you can take a photograph if you wish but you need to get the light right and you'll need to get the angle right and it won't be yeah. a particularly easy thing to do i think but, it's got but, to be a scanner rather than than the photo, y- photograph yeah i mean i would go down the scanner route but you, you know you don't have to is what i'm saying if you get the if you get the if you organize your technology right um because actually the resolution of a camera will be higher than most scanners so you know it, but you do need to make sure that there's no light spill and all of that kind of stuff mm. So the scanner I bought for doing exactly this stuff is the Epson. I got the Epson Perfection V600 in the end. Oh, I think that's sorry. Funnily enough, Kev, I think that's the one I've got. Yeah, um, V600, and it's yeah. great. It's really good. Um, and it comes with the. So if you want to start doing slide uh, stuff, and it comes with a correct the yeah, contraptions slide. You, and for putting your negs in as well and stuff like that. Slide tray. Yeah. 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 So perfect. Uh, and this resolution, the resolution of that scanner is 6,400 DPI. So most, if you go for like a, a um, an office printer, the all-in-one scanner printer type thing, usually the resolution of those is 1,200, which is, is not going to be very good. So I would say go for a 6,400 um, resolution scanner. The Epson V600 is currently still available. It's an old one now. It's around about £280. Mm. Not a bad investment, I would say, to get those uh, to get those lovely pictures. Mm, what a project. Right, let's. Uh, we're, we're sort of dipping into the archive a bit as we uh, go through the uh, through the late summer months, the summer months in the in the northern hemisphere, anyway. And this week, we're going to be talking to Mandy Burton, who we think has a potent experience to share, and it's a wondrous story of someone who finds that photography helps them in a manner quite unexpected. One moment, a friend is suggesting that Mandy embraces the medium of photography following a discussion about the mental health benefits, and the next. Mandy's approaching complete strangers in the street for portraits with their dogs and self-publishing a book. So it's very much a a can-do story today. So Mandy, you started out as a Nikon shooter and you've swapped to Fujifilm. Was that just for this project or are you now a full-time Fujifilm shooter? That's not a trick question, by the way, because you can talk to us um, no matter what flavour of camera you use. Well, um totally Fuji all the way. My affair with sort of taking pictures started on my phone and then I got the uh, Nikon D3100 and upgraded to the 7200. And then um, I was reading something online and um, they were talking about a brilliant little street sort of uh, photography camera, um, the X the X10. So I looked on eBay and I picked up an X20 and I fell in love. Um, I, I was using the Nikon 7200, but the... Um, the X20 was, oh, it, it was just magical. And last year, I think it was about last May, just before I started the project, I was um, looking on Facebook in the marketplace and um, I saw a, a Fuji, Fuji X-T20. So I picked that up 
um, a guy had split up with his girlfriend and um, so was selling it really cheap. So every cloud and all that. <laughs> um, so, so I got that. Oh man, loved it. It came with two kit lenses, just the XC lenses, but the 16 to 50, I think it was, was a great one. And then I picked up the 35mm 1.4, which that just like, that stirred something in my loins, I must say. Um, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, of course you are. You hear much worse on the on the show. We get told off for it, but you're allowed. You're allowed. Excellent. So that was that that was where I was at um, when the start of the project yeah. began. Um, since I've got um, at the photography show, I picked up um, an XT3, and I've got a shed load more lenses because I. Um, you just you just find your feet, don't you? You find yeah. out what, what, what you like, like not so much zooms, primes for me. You've got this general love of picture making, but it was was it it was a teacher who suggested you needed a project. Did did she say why? And and, and why did she suggest the dog theme, the hun- the hundred dogs and their owners? It was a friend, Kate Green. Um, I've known Kate a number of years. In fact, she's she's a, a professional photographer, and she suggested that um, I, I get the the Nikon D three one hundred in the first place. And then she was round here one night, and I showed her my XT twenty. And then things progressed. Kate got her XT twenty. Um, and then I, I knew she had one of those. Kate teaches at the Mac. She's an amazing human being, an amazing photographer. Um, and um, she's just come back from Syria, actually. She was working with um, refugees. She took some cameras over and helped mm. them, um, you know, the kids and the adults, like, express themselves by taking the pictures. So I, I was struggling with my XT20. I couldn't get the flash to work, so I texted her. I texted, you know, um, help me, Obi-Wan, Kate, Nobi, you're my only hope. And she texted back, free to talk, Luke. Yeah, I'm big, big Star Wars fan. Um, so uh, we were chatting on the phone, and and, uh, and I was just saying to her how much I'm absolutely loving um, photography as a medium. I, I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm blundering through, but it's 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 just it's incredible. It's exciting. I'm a musician by trade. Um, I, I'm a guitar teacher and a and I play guitar um, in my band. He can write songs, which I've been doing for a number of years. But photography really, oh, it's just just I'm so enthusiastic and I, I I'm really enjoying learning. So anyway, long story short, I tend to ramble. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so Kate, so we were talking about the mental health benefits. It's um, yeah. photography as as a medium, and um, and Kate said, you know what, you should you should try doing a project. And I was like, oh yeah, 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 I should you know when you're sort of passing someone off because I'm a I'm a the biggest coward in the world. So uh, she said, you know, have you heard of Hundred Strangers in New York? And I said, yeah, yeah, I think I've seen something, you know, on Instagram or Facebook or somewhere. And she said, what about doing a Hundred Strangers of Warsaw, which is is where I live, um, in the West Midlands? And um, and I went, oh no, I don't, I really don't think I don't think I could approach a stranger. I, I, one, I might get beaten up, thrown in the canal or something. You know, I don't think I could. And, I, and I'm too shy to talk to um, people. I went, but I, I could do 100 dogs. And then the conversation went on. We, we discovered um, why the flash wouldn't work. And then, and then it's like, what about 100 strangers and their dogs? It's like, so I was like, yeah, that'd be brilliant. But so it was, it, was a light, just- it was a light bulb moment. It was, it was, but it was lip service as well because I, I was sort of convincing myself, oh yeah, 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 I could do that, and then and and it was it was almost lip service, so that was a that was around May time, and then that's when it started because the whole thing starts with I, I love this story. You're on a bike, and you approach this. I think I, I think there was one aborted mission prior to this guy, but you approach this tattooed muscle guy with his <laughs> yeah. with his staffy bull terrier. 
Yeah, fishing rod in his hand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you remember how it felt, or or how you you know how you felt more appropriately? You see, a few days previous, because I cycle to work and back along the canal, it's absolutely brilliant. But I'd, I'd been practicing cycling up to it, right? Hello, da, 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 da. you know, you, you go through it in your head what I'd say because I was toying with the idea, but then then I I didn't think I'd ever do it. And and that that day, something. It was a Friday. It was in June, so there was a there was about two or three weeks since I'd spoken to Kate. And and, and I remember cycling up, and I saw this guy with the retriever, the the, the guy that I was too scared to ask. And, and I thought, right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Cycled up straight past. Could I just couldn't? I was I was just like I bottled it. And then I was so so angry and disappointed at myself. And I rode on for maybe another two minutes. And then I saw this this massive guy coming up. I thought, well, if I can ask him, I can ask anyone. And before I knew it, I'd braked and blurted out at about 100 miles an hour. Excuse me, I'm doing a project called 100 Strangers and Their Dogs. Is it okay if I take your picture? Um, you know, um, well, uh, it's okay if it's a no, but if I could just, that would be, and he, and he just looking really bemused, just like really chilled out and relaxed in the sunshine. He went, yeah, that's absolutely fine. So I got my camera out of my bag. My hands were shaking so much. I'm surprised. I didn't drop it in the canal and I was holding it up like oh god oh god I had it I think it was aperture priority I knew nothing about lighting or direction of the sun I just thought from I think when you know you hear people talk keep the sun behind you so the sun behind me and he looked a bit like a raccoon because you know the the harsh shadows because it was around midday and I didn't know any of that so I just took about three or four shots went oh thank you showed him the back of the camera tried to get it in my bag but I swear my hands were just like (laughs) got on my bike hold on to the handlebars the best I could with jelly arms tried to pedal my foot slipped off the pedal it must have looked like oh my life what is up like a carry-on film (laughs) yeah it was a proud moment. It was a small win, one small step for man, but one massive step for man. Well, it was. It was the massive. <laughs> it was the massive leap that that started the whole thing. I, this says there's another reason that this is all resonating with me at the moment. And I thought about this a while while I was out walking this morning. We've got a dog on loan, if you will, at the moment. Aww. Little Frankie, the brother-in-law's um, and sister-in-law's pooch. And it occurred to me that dog owners are, in the main, very approachable and love to talk if yeah. you have a dog but of course Absolutely. it's different when you haven't got a dog and suddenly you're firing up to them with a camera and <laughs> asking them for a portrait if you're being approached by a non-dog walker has, has has that been an issue or or has that broken down as you've just become far more uh well i was going to use the word resilient but i'll use the word confident with with your patter and what you say to get yourself in the position of making the picture for for this project well i usually approach them obviously i'm on my bike and i'll break and they'll just look at me like what are you doing and and i'll just say oh your dog's really cute and this is like straight from the heart because i can't resist them dogs dogs give my give me my courage mm. so i'll stop and then i'll i'll just chat about their dog i'll say um actually i'm doing a, a photography project would it be possible to take your picture and i've only had in the whole i mean i must have asked what am i on i'm a new project i'm on about number 38 so in about the 138 people i've probably had about four or five saying no and there were genuine reasons like um somebody had just uh lost a dog in the family so they were quite upset but i've since taken their picture in the new project but i bumped into them by accident how do the dogs react to you because you you do jokingly term the project now as as dogs and their humans but i I mean i saw one picture of a border collie lurching out at you and it it didn't look too (laughs) pleased its owners seemed quite amused by the whole thing but it, it seemed quite intent on becoming a photographer itself and having your camera Oh, that that was uh, that was Sadie. That was in the pet shop. I remember. Um, yeah, she. Uh, it was just because um, 
I mean, the dogs are generally great. They just move around a lot, and um, they they uh, you you've, you've got to kind of hope for the best. But I, you know, um, but I've got this noise that I do. Now, I'll come back from the microphone in case it thinks it's a Donald <laughs> Duck noise. It goes like this. <laughs> And you do that, and the dog cocks its head or jumps up, or and that's how you get the attention. So I don't have any squeakers in my bag or anything. Did you know this before you started pho- photographing dogs, or is it something you do for your? Because you're, you're a dog owner. They blank me. Dexter's oh, <laughs> asleep at the moment, okay. and Obi's lying upside down and didn't even look around when I make the noise. My dad taught me to do that noise when I was little. He taught me two <laughs> things: one was to burp talk, and the second one was to Donald Duck talk. So you know, I owe, I am a great deal. Everything else was left up to myself. So I was a bit feral. <laughs> Child, but, um, how, how do you pose the people do you go look for a place to sit with a dog or is it simply a, a stand where you are and and i'll make what i can from that moment maybe you did mention that when you started you were thinking right do i shoot into the light with the light against the light side light i mean th- this this project for you has been an education in process uh, in progress rather all the way along and it still is you know like every day really is a school day and it's um um as, as i say every step of the process i'm absolutely um, enthralled by this this learning photography business um some people direct the shot they're like where do you want me and it's just like where you are is fine because I, I like to cause as least trouble as I can because one I, I I feel very grateful that they're stopping and letting me take their photo because I'll always send them the photo too and two I um I just don't I don't want to trouble them and I don't want to stress the dogs out and I just want them to be themselves well what does the family say then I mean is it uh, you, you've said you've always got your camera with you is it a case of mom leave them be stop <laughs> or do you or do you tend to do this when when you're just out and about on your own so that you can concentrate what you want to do and nobody else is saying oh not again really mostly when I'm on my own but um because um the only time I can't take my camera is when I've got the dogs because I've got two dogs and it's, it's just impossible. Um, but, um, yeah, they're, they're really good, actually. Like, um, the first project ended up sort of snowballing into a blog, which I'd never done before, and I still don't know what I'm doing, but I, I, I just sort of use it as an online diary mm. of, of the stuff. And it ended up being a book from loads of people asking me, um, please make it into a book, just just random strangers. So I hadn't got a clue again, but my partner is, is absolutely brilliant on um, – on, on, on Word and we Canva and WordPress and just helped me get the whole layout and, and, and everything together. So it ended up being a book. You you quote a line from the Christopher Robin movie and, and yeah. this, this is where I'd, I'd like to just close. Life is like a bicycle. You have to keep moving forward to keep stability. I know you quote a few other lines from, yeah. from, from it as well. And I love that phrase and I think you've learned a lot. Um, and a photographic project, whether you're a pro or an amateur, is is really important. Finding some kind of some kind of reason, Mandy, or structure for making pictures, apart from yeah. what you regularly do. What yeah. what what have you what have you learned photographically, technically, and, and maybe for you as a person, me- mental state thing, perhaps? I, I was bought a badge recently saying I hate people. <laughs> right now, I don't, no. I don't hate everyone. I just, <laughs> just I, I prefer dogs, but it's helped me relate to people that the the difference is you know there's more similarities between us and there's more bonds between us than than the differences and like photography wise it's taught me a a shed load of things you know about reading the light about um you know i shoot fully manual now so that happened pretty towards the end of the project as well um and and a mess up 
and I, and I do mess up and I get loads of blurry shots and I and 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 I get you know oh I could have done that better I could have done that better but this but it's inspiring me to strive to be better all the time to just be better just just be better at everything you know and just but I don't mean better than someone else I just mean better for myself it brings us closer it, it brings you in touch with yourself more it brings you in touch with the dogs it brings you in touch with it's just it's the most fantastic thing that you could do it's just absolutely brilliant and i and, and I, I can't wait to just keep keep on this path because I'm, I'm just loving it and i think you can hear the the sincere devotion mandy has for the craft and to be fair the dogs as well so uh thanks to mandy burton and we will of course in the show notes link to her work Right, back to your questions. Did you go last? Um, yeah, it's your go. Is it my Is it my go? Well, actually, this one's an interesting one. Well, they're all interesting, Kev. But um, here's one. I don't think... Have we ever done a name withheld one before? Don't mm, think, I don't think we have, have we? No, I don't think so. This is a first. Uh, for reasons that may become clearer. It was actually a question that was sent to me on, funnily enough, on Photography Daily. But uh, this person is a listener to both. And uh, I thought you might like to throw your two pennyworth in with this one, Kev. So I wrote back and said to them, I'm being very careful here about gender, uh, not to identify anybody, um, because they they felt a little bit like they might be embarrassed if, if people started looking at their work. And and in that mentoring and training and all that sort of stuff is is kind of your world, Kev, very much, thought that it would be um, it would be a good idea that we, we both get involved in this one. So here, here's the... Um, I've, I've praised it slightly, but here's the, here's the message. I'm hoping to start mentoring and running photography courses, but I'm wondering whether I am at the point in my career where I can. I've only been professional for three years, and over a year of that is COVID infected. In the, sorry, affected. I suppose it is infected as well. At what point do you feel somebody has enough to say? Because I feel I do. And being nearer the start of my career than many... I actually feel what I have to say could be more relevant in terms of real-life experience than somebody who's been photographing as a living for 10 years plus and often many years beyond, which I thought was a good point. What do you think, Kev? At what point do you have the, shall we say, credibility to start mentoring and training? Um, yeah, I don't think there's a particular point, is there? In, in, you know, if you're, if you're good enough, do it. Um, if you, you know, if you have the experience, it depends what you could be mentoring on. I mean, you know, I don't think if you've only done 18 months because 18 months of that three years have, have been disappeared, you can uh, realistically talk to people about business and uh, all of that kind of stuff. But they might be. Or can uh, you? Because actually your, your real life experience of, of this person's experience, it's a, a wedding and portrait photographer. So it's very much in the social arena this person's experience is of setting up a business during a period a lot of us as photographers have been saying cool it's not like what it used to be it's a lot harder to get business in now and they they've set it up during that period i'm not so sure uh, to be honest with you i don't think uh, you know 18 months is enough to to ride the waves and uh, understand everything that that might be going on from a business point of view but however they may be the most amazing uh, flash user or user of flash or, uh, you know, editorial group shots, whatever. So in which case, perhaps, but without without seeing it and everything, the proof in the pudding is uh, offer it. 
if nobody turns up, then you ain't good enough. Well, I suppose so, yeah. But I, I, I suppose <laughs> there's a reticence to actually launch, knowing that people might say, what? What have you done? Yeah, I get that. I mean, but, you know, ultimately, you know, it comes down to confidence in your own stuff. And if, if by the sounds of it, you're not quite confident in, in your own um uh, uh, you know experience then you know hence the question then that probably implies to me no it's it's not the right time uh, when i started doing mine i made sure i mean not for any particular reason but i just made sure i'd been you know fully in business full-time professional not just a weekend job mm. um for five years i didn't do anything until was that five some years sort of, had passed some sort of arbitrary random figure that you placed on it or, or was that yeah, a positive just, sort of decision yeah you know there's nothing in the rule books that says it has to be five years um but yeah you just just um you know you'll you know in your own mind the key thing for mentoring the key thing for any education is that you go into it with uh yes of course you want to make money out of it but you go into it fully understanding and fully committed to educating people not just making money you know there's way too many people out there that do uh workshops whatever and then at the end of the day they say right okay now you know to get the best part of this you'll need to come on the next course or whatever yeah you've yeah. got to be totally transparent yeah. if you if you're not then you know the, the, the word won't be good okay right yours facebook okay colin monteith says as digital cameras have evolved i've created a simple decent sized sensor camera that basically just has the triangle but doesn't include the many rabbit holes or feature menus in analog days the fuji ga and gw range were such a joy but I don't want to go back to film. Am I on an island on this and a very small one with that? Mm. Uh, sorry, I, he's craved a simple, not created. <laughs> I was going to say, this man's <laughs> just invented his own camera. I was thinking, he doesn't need that hell, Colin, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Good on you, where, where do we buy? Where do we queue up for this one? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's why I, I kind of drifted during the question yeah. reading it. I was thinking, is he? Wow. Yeah. Um, so he has craved a simple, decent-sized sensor camera that basically just has the triangle, but doesn't include the many rabbit holes features of menus. Now, interestingly, the yeah. reason why we had Daniel Meadows on the show a while back, a long time, well, probably, I don't know, six months ago. And uh, the reason why I ended up speaking to him was because he got in touch with me because he wanted to uh, know if there was a Fujifilm camera that was basically digital, but totally analog in yeah. terms of its operation. Oh, yes, he did, yeah. Um, and so we ended up having this this kind of conversation. And of course, the answer is no. There's there isn't anything quite like that. Um, the, uh, does Leica not get close to it because their their menus and their their buttons and all that? It's, it's a much simpler. I've not been into a Leica menu so um, of late. I, I remember having the M8. And that was that was pretty simple. Yeah, maybe I would say in the Fujifilm world, the XE three, XE four now is even more um, simple in terms of the the buttons. There's, right. there's, they've really pared it down. But it's a menu, though, isn't it? That he's concerned about here. There's all extensive menus. Yeah, but this question, and this is a conversation I had with Daniel, is uh, well, just don't use the menu. Don't go into it. Set your camera up. You know, switch the LCD off. You don't yeah. need to use it. Or just um, use the Q button because that offers you just what you need and nothing else really. Don't even need that. Right. You, you don't. If you only, if you've got a camera where you can operate the aperture. I mean, that's the beauty of Fujifilm cameras is that the aperture is on the on the lens. So uh, you know, DSLRs and and I think a lot of the the mirrorless cameras of other brands, you still have to either go into the menu or assign aperture to some kind of push type thing. Right. And you know, if you if you just close the LCD, switch it off, don't think about it, stick some black tape over it if you wish and you know then you've got your aperture your shutter speed and your iso yeah. and that's it yeah. click click bob's your uncle 
uh, that's yeah that so that's yeah that's my thing and and in terms of you know we are buying all these features that you don't need they're never gonna they're never gonna like all of this technology and this menus and it's it's the same question that comes up about yeah. well i don't want a camera that, that does video can you take the video out and make the same camera but cheaper no because it doesn't cost any more for them to have the, that menu option the sensor's built that way and so it, it would make zero business sense for them to do something like that and charge less so you just just don't use it yeah i mean that's ultimately it isn't it tape it all up and then go for it um just before we do the book Stephen anchor we should have bumped you to the front but you've sort of we've i've used it as soon as we can Stephen. a message um that he sent through patreon kevin i have a friend who has done a couple of friends weddings and also loves baby photography. I would like to buy her a book, a coffee table style, rather than instructional preferred. And this is why I'm doing it going into the book with you, because I, I know you're not necessarily going to suggest Chris Floyd, but it seemed, a, it seemed a good dovetail. Can you offer a few recommendations, please? Really could do with your thoughts uh, in the next week, and wouldn't mind whether or not it makes the show. Well, it's made the show. Well, and actually, yes, um, because it, that he's a patron, which yep. are very good friends of us, I actually replied to him. Did you? Okay. Straight well, away. Okay. Well, but Individually, good... personally, privately. From you? Yep, from me, from my, from me personally. It wasn't, and, it wasn't Gemma. <laughs> it wasn't Gemma. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't the horse. <laughs> it was from uh, you. So what I told him was uh, to have a look at the books of uh, Alan Lebois. Ah. Uh, French photographer yes. who um, has done a series of uh, coffee table books and it's all his own personal family photography uh, I feel sorry for his wife because they, they they had another baby last year they must have about eight kids now they, they have kids because that's how he makes his money taking pictures of them I'm sure of it <laughs> but they live in this amazing place in France rural and the kids oh, it are does look idyllic uh, doesn't it just allowed to do whatever they want and it makes for beautiful pictures and he's a uh he uses a leica camera i think he's probably i don't know but he's probably a leica ambassador of some kind as well mm. but his his pictures are beautiful all black and white yeah. and I, I bought some of his i think he self-publishes his book so you might have to go to the alan lebois website i'm not yeah. sure you'll find them on in kind of bookstores and stuff you might do but uh yeah alan lebois is who i uh, i recommended well that that does as i say dovetail nicely to book of the week and this yep. week it's chris floyd it is so simon sent us this book simon berry and uh it came with a uh, little note which i shall read out it says kevin i hope this uh, parcel finds you after all the postal tales on the future cast mm -hmm. uh, and finds you well uh, with that as well um for your consideration for the book uh section of the show a nice full circle for me as chris's appearance on the show and subsequent tweet about it was how i found the fuji cast there we go so he was a chris chris floyd fan before uh, mm -hmm. listener fuji cast right. uh, a nice bit of serendipity which led me to a wealth of knowledge and entertainment and a laptop um oh <laughs> and a laptop so the, the reason why he says uh, and a laptop is because uh simon was uh, the person who i sold my surface book Ouch. laptop to <laughs> okay. yeah. which i hadn't really realized until ah, I read that. okay so yeah so uh so thanks for the book and we have um uh, the, it's just simply called the verve uh, photo photographs by chris floyd and actually that it, it takes me to talking about a website called creativeboom.com uh, which we will link to in the in the show notes, and I have the newsletter for this every week. It's brilliant. So Creative Boom is a I'm really sure what you'd call it, but it's it's like a digital agency. But they they produce um, they have a blog that's that covers everything from graphic design, photography, uh, you know, fonts, everything. It's wonderful. Really, really, really cool um, uh, blog. And so when I was uh, researching what we were going to say about this book, it, it led me to CreativeBoom.com, and there's a, a, a piece on there written on 
published on 9th of August 2017 about the Verve and phot- uh, photography by Chris Floyd, celebrating 20 years since the era-defining Urban Hymns. You got that album, Urban Hymns? I have, yeah. It seems odd asking people if they've got albums these days because it's basically everybody has it on Spotify or something. I, well, I still have got lots of albums and that, I mean, what uh, Urban Hymns was, what, 1997, 98? 97, 97. Something like that, yeah. yeah it's got to be so, 10 years. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah. that was smack bang in the middle of sort of CD territory, wasn't it, really? Yeah, I got my first um, vinyl this week for the first one of the year. Ah. I do collect vinyl a bit, but I got my first one this year came this week, which I'm very excited about. Um, Anyway, so... I'll read a little bit what it says on Creative Boom before talking about the pictures, uh, just the intro. And it says, After touring with the band in late 1996 and 1997, Floyd documented a one-of-a-kind recording exploring the tour and promotions of the album in the UK, Ireland, and the USA. Two decades have now passed since the immense success of the, v- of the Verve's era-defining urban hymns. However, it still remains one of the biggest-selling British albums of all times. Providing an insight into the Verve's daily lives at the time, Floyd discusses all there is to know about uh, a band. This is in the article which shaped Britain musical revolution and the new brit pop um scene and the book that comes uh has come from that that series is that time that he spent with them so it is um it's 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 a square book nice hardback book and I'm just trying to find the page that tells us. There we go. So covers uh, America 1994, England 96, 97, America 97, England 98. Uh, so center of the universe 97. So there is an uh, introduction forwards. Um, the forward is by Michael Holden, and then the uh, introduction is by Chris himself. But but ultimately the pictures are just wonderful. Like this is as I said at the beginning of the show, you know this would be what I would just love to do um, be with a band photographing yeah. behind the scenes stuff so it starts out with a, a picture like, it, like he's, he's in the crowd and somebody's got a verve um, there's a there's a like a, a banner up that says meet the verve and it says handwritten the verve will be signing autographs at our booth after their set approximately 30 minutes later and massive queues obviously waiting there and then literally it goes straight into um, you know the real kind of behind the scenes stuff so they're in a hotel here waking up there's a lot of kind of cigarettes and all that kind of stuff as was probably the norm yeah, in those days yeah. you know and you you get a real sense of him just being one of them uh, straight away you, you just get that you know you've got the boys looking um, some some of them still asleep some of them sat up drinking cans of coke some of them smoking away in these these kind of uh, what looks like pretty grotty hotels it has to be said uh, and probably was at the beginning of their career and then there's there's some really cool kind of candid portraits as we go through the book but also some real kind of context setting pictures outside out from the bus window you know the, the these huge long american roads they're traveling along it's great it's it's a real i think it it looking at it i would say it was, was probably a, a challenge to photograph especially some of the um uh, you know the kind of candid stuff in terms of the lighting that's available and everything but then really for me the fun is the the extra stuff in the studio recording studios all of those beautiful behind the scenes uh, elements there's a picture here on page 37 cigarette in hand reading uh, um in the enemy big like full page spread about uh, about the verve you know one of the band members reading that uh, there's a whole load of contact sheet stuff in there as well which is good some of them with like um annotations on them and kind of shadows and question marks and scratches all over the, the prints the, the picture that i really really love is on page 70 full a double spread black and white grainy as you like brilliant um full in your face frame filling mm-hmm. um you got the band this is probably i would presume 
because uh, the images don't come doesn't tell you what you know what where they were or when they were it's just in those those kind of um, time chapters but I would say this is probably after the after a gig yeah so they're all looking exhausted they're all kind of swigging out of bottles um, water oh, yeah. it has to be said it does look like water I was thinking is that gin or water I think I think I know the photo you're, you're referencing here wonderful like is, really wonderful is it the lady with the FSA um, jumper on at the back of the frame correct yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and then you've got other people in there that have got their their little wristbands to yeah. say that they you know they've also been allowed into into the gig yeah. brilliant yeah really i think that's cool. richard ashcroft is the one sort of swigging a bottle of water isn't he i think probably yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um i don't really know the names of the the the, uh, the musicians but yeah i mean it's it's ace it's just ace really you know it's just one of those books this brilliant one um another brilliant one on page 100 it's uh two pictures one of them is uh vertical one another grainy as you like picture walking across the road middle finger to the photographer next one he's in a fish and chip shop oh cigarette, yeah that one cigarette in hand or it might be that. mcdonald's uh, well yeah it could be couldn't it yeah uh, i'm richard yeah. ashcroft you can't tell me to leave him a cigarette in my hand yeah there's a lot of him yeah is that his name? Yeah, yeah it um, is yeah well actually it was only quite recently it was the last couple of years that um the bittersweet bittersweet symphony was a huge dispute the verve they they didn't make a penny from Bittersweet Symphony, although it's one of those massive songs, isn't it? Mm. Um, they they forfeited the royalties to the Rolling Stones. Then they had this really long legal battle, and, and now and now it, now it's been handed in, in essence been handed back to Richard Ashcroft, who is quite outspoken about the whole thing. You wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. And uh, he, uh, I read a piece here I've just brought up. That said, um, yeah, he, he goes on to thank Jagger and Richards for acknowledging that he was responsible for this f***ing masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> He's not shy and retiring, that's for sure. No, that's well, that's good, and that's rock and roll. You can be like that when you're at that. that How would that you level. deal with those sort of people, though? R- Richard is uh, very for- very forthright, Kev. How would, how that's would what you? we want in life. That picture, by the way, of the one with the um, uh, with him swigging that bottle of water, yeah. the one we both liked, yeah. was uh, Reading Festival, 24th of August, 1997. Wow, that's what a great picture. Um, Look at it. Wow. Yeah, it is ace. I mean, it's brilliant. What, what an experience for Chris Floyd and, you know, to, to also capture, you know, all these memories for the band members and there's a lovely double-page spread of um, uh, basically it's a, a stage mat so um you know what they'd, what they'd have on the stage and it's got the name of the band there the verb across the front of it and then it's just a single shoe one, one of the members has, has left a shoe there um i love these big panoramas as well from behind the band where you've got you've just got tens of thousands of people in front of them yeah, yeah really cool stuff brilliant yeah. I, I know, you're right about that one in the um in the fast food shop that that's the sort of stuff i love to see because that that sort of connects you to them as being really quite normal blokes yeah which you know everybody is isn't it you know everybody everybody is um i bet they wouldn't pay as much as you paid for your beer though in the bell <laughs> actually a beer in the bell is is uh is cheap it's the the cocktails no not that was the cocktails well that's your yeah. that's your fault yeah right um we'll of course put a link to that in the show notes Hmm. Um, Funny enough, talking off topic a little mm. bit, but a little bit of a plug. I'm I'm doing later today, so this is Monday, isn't it? I'm covering a show on the radio station, and because it's a cover, I can play wherever I want. So I'm going to be doing a bit of this. Are you going a bit indie? Yeah, I can I basically because it's my birthday tomorrow as well. So is it your I'm birthday? Just play all Two... my favourite songs. I've got an hour and a half to do whatever I want. Wow, yeah. Kev. I didn't know it was yeah. your birthday. You kept that. Now, don't tell me now when I'm, I haven't had a chance to get anything together for it, Kev. <laughs> 
It's all right. Yeah, I think we missed I each other. Anything at my age? No, we missed each other's over the last year. We don't have that. You don't have that friendship. We'll have to send you something. No, no, God. I'll no. just buy you a beer the next time I see you, Kev. Correct, indeed. I'll buy you a cocktail, a very, a very nice cocktail in the Bell. Yeah, I love to. That's how much I love you. I love to bring your credit card. <laughs> I will. Uh, was it yours or my question? We've. Well, I think we've only got. How much? What, what's the clock looking like? Oh, we've possibly got one, maybe two, maybe. I two. think it's yours. Is I it? did the um, small camera with no oh, buttons. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is from Matthias Fox. Hi, Kev. Hi, Neil. Hope you're doing well. Since both of you are, or in case of Neil were, using the 56mm for your wedding work, uh, do you consider the new 50mm F1 instead? I still have that. Or, or maybe you, Kev, have uh, have had the chance to test it. I think he wants to know about the bouquet, the bouquet chicken, about the weather resistance. Is it heavier? Is it bulkier? Is it more expensive? Love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, yeah, so the, the 50 f1 is much bigger than the 56.1.2 it is yeah um it is uh, it's 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 quick to focus all of that stuff uh yeah it's weather sealed and all of that good stuff but yeah it's much bigger i wouldn't be using it to take for taking candid pictures at a wedding um for the reason because, of well the reason the way that i shoot is by using back button focusing and often shooting from the hip and stuff mm. And it just, the balance would be off. It just wouldn't, you know, it just wouldn't work for me. Was I think it's more of a portrait lens. Yeah. And I think that, you know, the, the pictures I've seen, I did have it. I did um, I did loan it for a, like three weeks from yeah. Hyra Camera. And uh, yeah, it is, a, it is a phenomenally sharp lens with, with, with beautiful bokeh, uh, if you're into that stuff. But not something I would I would be using at a wedding for my style anyway. Focal length as well. I, I, I was for the 56, you know, that, that 56. The 56 and the 23. So 23 obviously doing its thing for the for the documentary work. But the 56, when you need that bit of throw, there was always that kind of, oh, I just need a, an inch more, but you don't want to use the 60 because it's not half the lens that um, in, in terms of speed, etc. It's a lot older lens as well than the, than the 56. So uh, I'm not sure you'd want to go b- below that as a focal length, particularly no, at weddings. The 60 mil is way too small, uh, way too sh- um, slow, slow to yeah, focus yeah, as well. Although yeah. probably one of the sharpest lenses they ever made because it's it's, uh, it's a macro lens, so it's it's yeah. beautiful. But yeah, uh, I've, I, you know what? I think I've lost that as well. Did no, you, I know where that is, Kev. You've got that, have you? Yeah, hold on. I think I'm pretty sure I've got that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say I was. I did a. I, I sorted out my camera cupboard the other day. Yeah, came to all my cameras and lenses, and I was like, I'm definitely short of that 60. I thought I had that. Where's? Oh no, it's in my Fuji bag, just at the back here. <laughs> I do have that one, Kev. It is in the bag. (laughs) I have been using it recently as well. Do you want it back? Really? Must you? No, 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 not necessarily. No. I I definitely have not got your 35. (laughs) that's gone I did find when I was doing my um, my little tidy up I did find one of my old 26 because I've had three 27 mils the old the first version the first one the yeah. new version there yeah. and uh, the reason I've had three is because I'd lost two of them but now I've found one again <laughs> it's so small as things they are tiny was it the 18 or was it that 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 was being used by the boys when we went down to Brighton yeah the 18 Facundo uses that 18? all the time did Facundo yeah, use the 18 there was Pat using that as well Possibly the eighteen, the original eighteen F two I have, which is a beautiful, beautiful lens, and I have actually just purchased today, um, put it on order, um, the eighty, the new eighteen mil f one point four. Oh, nice! So that should come uh, well Monday, hopefully. Okay, but well, just mm. in time for your birthday. There we are. That's, yes, that's my birthday present to you. 
yeah, well, it's Monday today, technically, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Now you you're doing it. No, normally, that, that I'm the one that gets arriving it right. Today. Yeah, Hopefully. should be arriving today, <laughs> so you can use it in time for your birthday tomorrow. Oh, time machines, Kev, they're very complex. We have got time for one more from from the Facebook group. Okay, so this is from John Wayne, and we haven't sure we had John Wayne on here last week. And he says, uh, when you see great photographers or new photographers rapidly improving, have you ever noticed if their background is relevant to their photography? I.e., they were already using the necessary traits for, uh, for outstanding photography in other jobs. As a generalist, jack of all trades, small business manager for my working life, never happier than working on a spreadsheet. He says that with uh, you know very much inverted commas and irony. Yeah. I do envy the graphic designers, salespersons, painters, scientists, etc., who are used to being creative, uh, aiming for perfection, uh, small talking with people, having incredible attention to detail or whatever their, their genre requires. Will those of us who have plodded through life ever be anything more than competent snappers? How can we change our ingrained habits to become better photographers? And finally, uh, how can we ask more succinct questions? <laughs> <laughs> what he means is, you know, can you can you see it in people's work? And I think well, I, I, I think I know what he means. So if you think about somebody like Sanjay Sanjay Jogia, yeah. who was a architect um, before right, he yeah. became a photographer. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if you look on Sanjay's social media feed, his Instagram and everything, he's always putting little video clips of him taking his wedding pictures and all that kind of stuff. And it's amazing. And he's he is very, very um, careful with everything. You know, it's, it's all tripoded up or, you know, everything is, is very, very carefully considered and probably mm. pre-planned. Mm. So I think, uh, Which I is very much an architect. Yeah, I see. Whereas I've just, you know, I've just crash banged my way through life. And that's definitely <laughs> why all my pictures are a little bit wobbly and til- tilted. And I'm trying to think bit grainy. where your where your background would have made a difference to. Yeah, I mean, my my background before becoming a photographer was mostly IT business, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, totally irrelevant. Has really. That, has that helped at all? in your photography not really in a physical sense or mental sense during lockdown because I could go back to doing designing websites for some people I see yeah (laughs) so that did that did work well thank you for your questions this week if um, you have some send them into the show via there's two methods really via the Facebook group um, oh, talking about the Facebook group, we have got, uh, I know we, we, we sort of teased it, but we have got Ask Andreas coming up very soon, haven't we? We have, yes. For very good reasons, mm. it's not become apparent. Mm. That's a tease, Kev. Do you want to elaborate? No. No, thank you. Okay. Uh, so, yes, uh, keep joining with the Facebook there. Um, and, of course, you can send them in via click at fujicast.co.uk. Um, don't forget to go to the show page. Now, Kev talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That he, d- he doesn't believe it's visited as much as, as he would like to... Well, you see the stats. Mm-hmm. There's a lot oh, yeah. of juicy stuff on there, isn't there, Kev? Yeah, we, that's where we put our links and everything. But don't worry, I get it. You know, if you're certainly as you're listening when you're on the go and everything, it's 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 a, it's a podcast. That's what it's for. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so keep sending your questions in. They are the lifeblood of the show, as we say from time to time. Music is from Blue Wednesday. We're supporting music from the incredible Artlist.io, and uh, we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. The FujiCast is an independent Loading Zone production. Email the show with your questions and words of wisdom to click at fujicast.co.uk. Email any complaints and political nonsense to our wives who will deal with your comments in their own good time and in their own good way.